This is Archive Atlanta, episode 247, Peaches. You're listening to Archive Atlanta, a history podcast where each week I'll be sharing a story about the people, places, and events that shape the history of the city of Atlanta. I'm your host, local tour guide, and total history nerd, Victoria Lemos. Hey everyone, happy Friday. So this week's mini episode is an Atlanta-adjacent topic, but one still very intertwined with the city's history. If you're new here, Georgia is the peach state. But in this episode, we're going to delve into the history. Why peaches? Where are these peaches? And the most important question of all, why are there so many peach tree named streets in Atlanta? So before we get to the history, let's talk about the fruit itself. The oldest peach stones on record were found in Neolithic villages from 6000 BC in today's eastern China. It then traveled west to Persia via trade routes, the Romans brought it to the Mediterranean, and then the Spaniards to Mexico and Florida in the 16th century. Missionaries in St. Augustine planted peach trees there in 1571. Famous botanist John Bartram called them Indian peaches because he thought they were indigenous to the United States. He was wrong. Franciscan monks introduced peaches to St. Simons and Cumberland Island in the 16th century, and the Cherokee people grew peaches in the 18th century. The Muscogee, Cherokee, and Seminole people used peaches in numerous ways. The fruit they barbecued, stewed, and dried, and with the tree they used bark, leaves, and even the pits from the fruit for medicinal treatments. The horticultural movement of the 1840s and 50s influenced Georgia and the South in interesting ways. What is called, quote, the second wave of peach introduction, end quote, which happened around 1844, was credited to Robert Fortune, who was traveling in China for the Royal Horticultural Society and shipped peaches back to South Carolina. In the U.S. at this time, peaches were mainly considered a northern export. There are a few Georgians who started to establish nurseries. Uh, You have Robert Nelson, who did one in Macon around, I think, 1848. He produced the Pocahontas peach, it was called. There was also Berkman's Nursery, which was in Augusta. Uh, They grew several different varieties of peaches, and they actually would ship their peaches from Augusta to Savannah and then via boat to New York. In 1851, a meeting of the Central Agricultural Society was held in Macon, and there was a huge press to establish nurseries and ship peaches to faraway places, trains being key. So you start to see this happen when the trains started to expand across the state. Now, peaches required a large amount of labor, but only really at harvest, and so this kind of coincided with a cotton downtime. Raphael Moses was a Columbus, Georgia planter. He kind of gets credited for being the first to sell peaches successfully outside of the South. He came from an old Jewish South Carolina family with ancestors that fought in the American Revolution. Um, He was born in Charleston in 1812, moved to Columbus after marriage, worked as a lawyer, owned a plantation. And so his success, it's really credited to being successfully able to successfully preserve the flavor of shipped peaches, so he would package them in champagne baskets instead of in pulverized charcoal, which was the norm. By 1860, the southern U.S. was producing 70% of the world's cotton, and fruit that was being grown from seedlings wasn't really considered super important, so they were feeding it to farm animals, and sometimes they were allowing enslaved people to pick and eat it. 
It's the post-Civil War period that really changes everything. So you have the end of chattel slavery. Georgia's white farmers are kind of scrambling to find some kind of alternative. Peach production is fitting the bill. So you have freedmen now that are in need of year-round employment, uh, labor requirements of peach season. They kind of extended it. So there's tree trimming, there's harvest. And again, this is still coinciding in a time when cotton does not need as much labor. Peach production did not hit its highest levels until the 1920s. 1924 was called the Peach Rush, and farmers planted four times as many trees in that year compared to 1899. Fort Valley, Georgia created a new town called Peach, Georgia, and the Georgia General Assembly voted to create Peach County from parts of Houston and Macon counties. Fort Valley State University, which is an HBCU, was actually created with the goal of educating black students to be better peach orchard workers. That changes in the first few decades, so I think it's a it's a statistic or a fact that a lot of people don't realize, but that just gives you an understanding of how peach production um, and peach processing really influence this area. Using a highly skilled all-black workforce, the peach growing industry was divided racially by job. Black labor picked the fruit and white labor packed it. Unsurprisingly, picking peaches was the more labor-intensive and very difficult task. By 1928, Georgia's peach production reached 8 million bushels a year. During World War I, they actually used prisoners of war to pick and process peach crops. Uh, During World War II, while peach production had dropped... Um, By 1946 and 1947, the state is still producing over 5 million bushels a year. Today, peaches in Georgia are grown in mainly two regions that are made up of Peach, Crawford, Taylor, and Macon counties. The central region contains about 1.6 million peach trees, and that equates to about 75% of state's production. And then the southern region produces about 30 million pounds of peaches annually. The peach became Georgia's official state fruit in April of 1995. But it's funny because in 2022, Georgia is ranked third in the United States in peach production, and it's not actually even our most exported crop or most popular crop. So it's a kind of a funny story how we end up being the peach state. So let's get to Atlanta and the most pondered question by locals and visitors alike. What the heck is up with all the peach trees? Depending on where you search, historians, authors, history nerds, they go one of two ways. The first way is there was an actual peach tree in this area located on a mound in the center of a Muskogee village. Others believe that peach tree, the word, is a corruption of pitch tree, which is like a medium-sized pine tree. I think pitch is also the word of the sap that comes out of a pine tree, um, and these are abundant in the Atlanta area. I tend to believe the first story, and I will explain why. So first, I have to credit Akilah McConnell, author of A Culinary History of Atlanta, for tackling this in first page, first chapter of her book, um, which I thought was brave because really a lot of people just, they don't want to pick a side. They're just like, well, you know, could be two things. Um, And her evidence comes from the firsthand account of Atlanta's first postmaster, who's Collier. And he says this verbatim, quote, a great huge mound of earth heaped up there, big as this house, maybe bigger, and right on top of it grew a big peach tree. It bore fruit and was a useful and beautiful tree, end quote. 
This Muskogee village was called Pakanuli, which I hope I'm pronouncing that even remotely correctly, um, which is literally translated to standing peach tree. During the War of 1812, the U.S. constructed Fort Peachtree there, and the original Peachtree Road began at Fort Daniel in present-day Gwinnett County and then followed a path to the Chattahoochee. I found an article from 1901 where the papers interviewed the son of Robert Young, who was hired by the governor of Georgia to cut this road. So the story of Robert Young is he lived in Hall County. He was able to communicate with the natives. He spoke native language. Um, He gathered two of his friends, Isom Williams and Billy Nesbitt, and the three of them cut the wagon road that is basically Peachtree Street, Peachtree Road today. As you know from other episodes, Peachtree Street became Atlanta's most premier address. I found another article from 1890 comparing Peachtree Street to New York City's Fifth Avenue, and the reporter wrote, such a funny thing, I have to read it verbatim, um, quote, it is but the thermometer that shows the condition of a man's bank account. When he moves on Peachtree Street, you may rest assured that he has a fat bank account and a sufficient amount of income to keep it in a plethoric condition. When he moves away from Peachtree Street, you may count on it that there's a hole in his pocket through which his wealth has been oozing away. End quote. In this article, he also references the peach tree on the Muskogee Mound. Um, He also says that not everybody loved the name. They thought the name was kind of basic and boring. Uh, And so a few residents of Peachtree Street attempted to have it changed to Cleveland Avenue, but that measure failed miserably. So because of that prestige of Peachtree Street, I think that the other streets just copied it. So Atlanta today has 71, at least at last count, 71 streets with the word Peachtree in the name. But there is still only one Peachtree Street. So there you have it, the quick history of peaches in Georgia and the origins of Peachtree Street. Thank you everyone for listening. Remember to leave a rating and or a review wherever you listen to the podcast. You can also visit the Patreon link in the show notes if you want to support the work. I hope everyone has a great weekend and I'll talk to you next week.